line. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We got the latest on the Freedom Convoy, which is now crossing into two full weeks of occupation in and around the Parliament Building of Ottawa, Canada. So we've got the latest on that coming up here, and of course your calls and thoughts on whatever you want, plus uh, some interesting cryptocurrency-related news. Uh, with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. Uh, so to start things out here, there's a little bit of good news and a little bit of bad news coming out of uh, Ottawa. Of course, the uh, the the protest continues, the convoy of what may be hundreds uh, some say thousands of drivers have come through and many have stayed in Ottawa, Canada for the last two weeks. Some are saying that they are willing to stay on for weeks more, if need be, until all COVID-19 related restrictions are dropped. And I presume that means in every province or territory of Canada. They are, after all, long-haul truckers. That's true. <laughs> We're <prepared for> this. <laughs> yep. And uh, so as they are there doing their thing, and they're just, you know, having a good time. They're playing hockey games. They got, like, bounce houses for the kids. Uh, there's they dance, do. <laughs> there's dance parties in the streets. Crazy, weird techno music. Yep. And <laughs> things have escalated, unfortunately, of course, because the government gang, uh, that's what they do. They escalate things. They make things violent and <laughs> I dangerous. I think it's the only thing they know how to do. And they threaten people. And so they came out in in Ontario or sorry in Ottawa the city the mayor in on Sunday issued a state of emergency and that's when they started to come around and confiscate people's gas canisters that's when they started to uh, threaten and arrest people for bringing in gas cans to try to bring in quote unquote material support yeah it was something like they're charging them with mischief which is just sounds absolutely yeah. crazy like what evidence do you have of criminal mischief because you have a gas can with gas in it, maybe. Well, in a lot of cases, they have empty gas cans and or gas right. cans with water in them just right. to troll the police. So that's some of the kind of the interesting developments we've seen over the last week. But as of the last 24 hours, last night we discussed Give, Send, Go, which is the alternative, one of the alternatives to uh, the GoFundMe. Now, for listeners, Isn't it GoFraudMe? Right. Uh, <laughs> The Go, GoFundMe people, uh, they had raised $10 million through GoFundMe. GoFundMe froze the account. Uh, it was $10 million ca- Canadian, by the way. They, they froze the account, and then GoFundMe ultimately decided they were going to cancel the entire thing, although they had given out $1 or $1.5 million already to the fundraisers, organizers. Mm. But then we found out the TD Bank froze that $1.5 million. Wait, really? Uh-huh, when it hit the bank account. Wow. Uh, now, supposedly, they jumped through, they hired a lawyer, they got their attorneys to talk to TD Bank, they got them to release the funds. It, it, this is like a perfect example of why we need cryptocurrencies. Yes, yes. absolutely. And I mean, by the way, the crypto fundraiser hit $21 million. Or t- sorry, twenty-one bitcoins, not quite twenty-one million. That's but still a 20, lot. Still a lot of bitcoin money. Yeah. So yeah. hit their goal. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I have, I have a feeling a lot of people don't understand the importance of cryptocurrencies, 
And, you know, if there was ever, uh, you know, if there was, I mean, I guess there, there probably have been other examples like the WikiLeaks case. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this is this is how the governments react. And this is why you need cryptocurrency, even if this isn't your particular issue, even if you don't care about, you know, the truck drivers or, you know, uh, the mandates or any of this right now. What happens when they do something that you do care about? Like right. they start taking your kids or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You know, there's any number of things that they could start doing next week that you will care about. Right. And, and how are you going to how are you going to stop it? You're not going to be able to if, if you continue to use the banking system. Yeah, if you're relying on centralized banks, uh, that is a plan to fail. Yeah, and now they're calling uh, uh, protest terrorism, but the Department of Homeland Security uh, just released a uh, a statement saying that people uh, distributing misinformation are terrorists. Oh, really? Yes, yes. They're domestic terrorists now. And they're not talking oh. about Fauci, no. the king of misinformation. <laughs> they're talking about people uh, people who are simply wrong or simply disagree well, right. with the misinformation that is distributed through official channels. Right. Misinformation is now defined as anything that is contrary to what the government says. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, they need to rename the uh, Department of Homeland Security to the Ministry of Truth. It's almost there, right? We're we're pretty much to that point. Uh, Except they've got the tech companies doing their bidding for them. So instead of the department themselves doing the censoring or whatever, they have private corporations that Mm. are essentially doing that work. Well, semi-private. I mean, it's certainly interesting that... Uh, the day that Facebook was launched, a uh, a uh, DARPA project that was des- that was supposed to uh, uh, gather information on citizens was canceled. And mm. if you look at the descriptions of the two projects, they're almost identical. So, Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. Yes. I Facebook don't... may well be simply a um, renamed DARPA uh project so so i you know and I, I can't remember the details but i think facebook and google are both if i recall correctly started out with government with funding from the government mm. um with i don't know which agency it was but there was an agency that provided them seed funding so it, it's not beyond belief yeah and yeah. you know it's it's an easy dodge oh the government isn't allowed to uh give up your personal information great let it form a private corporation uh nurture it along and let that private corporation then be perfectly willing to give up so-called private corporation be perfectly willing to give up your private information yeah and i'm pretty sure we've brought in stories uh covering i think it was was it switzerland uh a company that basically they uh, they designed like encryption equipment, like sending like I don't know if it was encrypted fax or encrypted for certainly encrypted phone communication. Um, but it was aimed at uh, you know governments, right? So you know hmm. when the UK wants to talk to France, well they go to this company, supposedly an independent company, but really it was backed by like the CIA or something like that. So they're listening in. Yeah. On so so what you yeah. think is encrypted uh, private communication between France, you know, and the UK is actually being intercepted by the US government because it's it's yeah. <laughs> Well, and of course, the CIA was just in the news as well. I don't know if you guys have seen these headlines all over the place that now the CIA has been revealed to have been, guess what, spying on Americans without a warrant. And uh, in a oh, very, did we very... not know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, now it's the CIA that's being revealed. Of course, the uh, Edward Snowden revealed the oh, NSA the, oh, okay. years ago. 
And the CIA is supposedly, if they played by their own rules, would not be operating domestically. Correct. Um, they're not permitted to. Is, although is the you CIA know, prohibited of course that from doesn't. Yeah, the supposedly. CIA, I thought it was. The- uh, the CIA I thought it was is, like the, the, uh, is the one that's that's only permitted to operate overseas. Although correct. you know, of course, that doesn't stop yeah. them. I know this. I know there's one of these or one or more of these agencies are prohibited from operating in the U.S. But I didn't think it was the that's CIA. That's the CIA. But yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I was to say I might be wrong. <laughs> Uh, the Edward Snowden posted about it today. He says CIA mass bulk surveillance has been carried out, quote, entirely outside the statutory framework and without any judicial, congressional or even executive branch oversight. The nature and full extent was withheld even from the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. These are, according to the ACLU, newly declassified documents. Uh, that are revealing that the CIA, CIA has been secretly conducting massive surveillance programs capturing Americans' supposedly private information. But the deep state is just a conspiracy theory, and people <laughs> never conspire. That's why nobody's ever charged with conspiracy. Well, I'm sure these CIA Which is agents... interesting, considering that I have been indicted for conspiracy, so I guess that's just another conspiracy theory. Surely the CIA <laughs> will be brought up on charges right away, and their agents will be put in jail cells for violating their <laughs> orders and... Vi- no, they're not going to Yeah. No, nah, that's not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, definitely not going to happen. <laughs> Laws are for the little people. Right. They're not for the officials. Yeah, they can break all of their rules... Anytime they want to and face little more than a tongue lashing in public by a senator or two. And because uh, that's apparently there's a couple senators that revealed this. Mm. Uh, and th- and the rest of us will go to prison. Yeah. You know, if we break their rules. Yeah. So the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. But it's quite clear that these people don't care about the Constitution or any kind of you know ground rules that they're supposed to obey. They just do whatever it is they want to do. And eventually, sometimes they get caught for it. And but then nothing keep, happens. And then they keep doing what they want. Yeah. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here if you want to join us, whether it's talking about the CIA spying, surprise, on Americans, or... That's just a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Or what's going on uh, in Ottawa, which we didn't get to yet, so I do definitely want to uh, update people on the latest on the Trucker Freedom Convoy. Uh, on the way here, the number 603-283-6160. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. Ian, nobody, and Chris in the studio tonight. Also, Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. So if you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty, well, freedomsphoenix.com has them. And they have the Daily Dispatch. You can sign up for that, and you'll stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. It's freedoms with an phoenix.com that's freedomsphoenix.com we'll go back into the cia story here plus again the the freedom convoy we got some crypto news lots to talk about here tonight but first he's dave ridley calling us from ridleyreport.com hello dave hey guys What's on i your have mind? never had i've never had to call you and complain about a cryptocurrency none of the coins none of the thousands of coins that exist uh, until now um, and I have a serious complaint about Voyager token. Are you, are you familiar with this? No, but there are a ton of scams out there. So what's this one? Yeah, this one is a little bit more established and it's been around a while. 
But it um, first of all, they're being they're being sued for uh, you know alleged hidden fees. Mm. I don't know that much about that. But the problem I had with them was they took their coin one day and they just said, "Well, you can't use this coin anymore. Uh, you got one month to sort of switch over to this other coin we're going to have, and then after that, your the coins you hold will be useless." Well, not everybody checks, you know, constantly right. their their uh, their coins, right? And you're in mm-hmm. an investment is supposed to be something that you just let it sit there, right? Right. Uh, you, you might want to check on it, but you, you shouldn't have to watch it like a babysitter. And so, yeah, one day I log in, and all all of my Voyager tokens were uh, useless. Wow! And wow. so they they literally only gave people a month to make the changeover. A lot of times when these things happen in the crypto world, and they do happen, this isn't unheard of, they'll, they'll you know, upgrade the system or whatever, and then everybody's got to move their coins. They will be, the, the path to upgrade will always be open, right? Like, so that way, if you come six months later or a year later or mm-hmm. two years later, there's still a path. To do, you're saying they completely closed down the option to, to switch it over? Essentially. Wow. Wow. I mean, is this an actual cryptocurrency? It's it's And I oh, by the way, also I contacted them three times for help. Like, hey, what do I do here? They wouldn't even respond. Oof, bad sign. Yeah, this is uh to answer your question, Chris, apparently this is an Ethereum token. So no, it is not an actual cryptocurrency. It mm. is a token on the Ethereum blockchain, as many other tokens exist. Currently ranked at one hundred and twenty two uh of the global total market cap rankings. Wow. That's that's pretty high to be engaged in shenanigans. Yeah, and well, yeah, it's not the kind of shenanigans that sometimes are associated with. I mean, people are associated with you know we're we're used to the idea of someone in their basement you know pretending like they have a a thing going and it's not really. But this is like a fairly major exchange type of operation, um, and that that, that was doing this. Wow. Uh, That's pretty horrific. So what is this thing's use case? Why is it interesting? Why did you initially decide to to get into it? I watched a guy named Supoman, who was a crypto commentator, mm-hmm. and he, he recommended it. So I bought just a little bit, you know, in, in uh, the 2017 era when it was called Bitquents. And they changed it to something else. And they changed it to Voyager Token. It went through a lot of, you know, they, it came along when the market crashed. But it did survive, kept changing. But it, but again, you know, changing is not that is not supposed to mean you you change in the sense that you can't cash out your coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's bad. And you know, giving people notice how how are you supposed to do that when you don't even know everybody who holds your uh, your token? Right, you I have mean, no way of reaching them. There's no reason to assume that you're going to have an email list of all the people holding your token. Right. Quite the opposite. You should assume that you're not going to have such a list. These tokens are available yeah, on that. decentralized exchanges. Mm. So anyone who and wants could, to can go and acquire these things with any Ethereum or any other Ethereum token. You can go to Uniswap and just swap out and there's not know, even a login required for that. A lot of a lot of, a lot of uh, my thoughts on this are if, if you don't have a use case for it, you probably shouldn't be investing in it. Um, you know, I agree. It's like if if you can't come up with a good reason to, to use it, like outside of oh, it's an investment, it probably doesn't have a lot of use for anybody else either. Yeah, mm, that I is important. Clarify that, I should clarify that Supo Man was actually right about Bitcoins. It was a good, it was a pretty good coin, and they did some good stuff. And uh, the they they just got hit by the market, and they they did try to take care of their customers for a long period of time. But 
over time, it is you kept becoming new and you know new new owners or whatever would be bought out, and um, so yeah, it was it was a good thing at, at first, and it did go up in value. Uh, but again, when Voyager took and got a hold of it, well, a uh, lot they, of things go up in they, value at first because they're being pumped yeah. up uh, on purpose by their advocates. Uh, we've seen this happen time and time again. Like uh, we just talked about the quote-unquote Ethereum Max token just a couple of you know a, a week ago, uh, which was they had hired Kim Kardashian and some other influencers to pump their token back mm-hmm. in uh, May of last year, and then what do you know? It crashed immediately after that was done. So whoever it was that was the founder of the token probably sold at the top of the the pump. And uh, a bunch of other people got left holding the bag, and now there's a now there's a lawsuit about that. Again, I, I you have to ask the question: What is the purpose of the token that you're looking at, or the cryptocurrency yeah. that you're looking at? Mm-hmm. Just because you know price go up doesn't mean that that there's it has any kind of fundamentals that are going to continue its growth on into the future. Uh, yeah. So just because somebody recommends something online, you know, is not a reason to uh, to buy it, in my opinion. Yeah. And even things that do have a good use case. I mean, it happens with all kinds of businesses, not just crypto businesses, where, uh, you know, something has a good uh, a good business plan, good management, good execution, and then somebody else buys them out. And the next thing you goes know, in the toilet. they go to hell. Yeah, I you know this is this is one of the reasons why I, I tend to like to focus on things that are you know like the major merchant providers are are our tools are enable you to like accept it in a business like things like that just because it's like well you know if if nobody if nobody's accepting it right then there's probably not going to be a lot of usefulness for it right mm-hmm. maybe there are in some ta- some cases like Monero because it's a privacy friendly coin there are certain markets uh, that that you know privacy is 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 a very very um you know important thing and so therefore it might have some value right um but a lot of these a lot of these cryptos they're not that different from you know the next crypto so especially mm-hmm. if they're an ethereum token yeah, I mean, because if it's if that's it's not, not even a cryptocurrency it's just if you can't spend it again where's the usefulness right like why why put your money into something that doesn't even have the fundamental tools to use it. Dave, uh, thanks for the call tonight. Definitely appreciate it. This, unfortunately, is a lesson that a lot of people uh, you know, learn the hard way. And mm-hmm. thank you. I appreciate the, uh, the discussion here. Thanks for bringing it up. The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, do your due diligence. Do some research. If you don't have even a grasp of what the thing is you're getting into, don't do it, in my opinion. I know we're not financial advisors or anything like that, but I think that's, you know, a good suggestion. Mm, yeah. The number here is 603-283-6160, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Can you share your thoughts, whether it's crypto or CIA? It's Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live, you can join the show here. You can take control of the airwaves. The number 
is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian Nobody and Chris are here with you tonight. And we've got more to say coming up. We can. I want to take a little further into the CIA story because that's big news. Uh, there's also the continuing developments in Ottawa, Canada, and uh, now with Ontario Province declaring a state of emergency. They're again preparing to <laughs> Quick, somebody panic, crack down on the brave drivers and their supporters who are there uh, occupying the streets in Ottawa. So we can uh, tell you more about that. Of course, phones are open, and you can bring up whatever you want. We ended up talking about crypto questionable crypto tokens and cryptocurrencies out there there literally are thousands of these things it mean you know that means there's a lot of bad opportunities out there and you you know it's hard to know in advance what's going to work out and what's not because you don't know what the market's ultimately going to do but there are some things that clearly have no purpose to exist beyond the the uh, the whole pump now, and dump thing when you say they're oppor- looking good and then they blow up the space station and they're trapped on the other side of the galaxy and now, they've got to get home and it's going to take them 70 years <laughs> when when you say good opportunities you're talking about for the founders of these you know tokens and and cryptos and things right not not the end users not the people who are investing in them correct well no i i meant the investors i mean there are some opportunities out there whether they'll pan out or not it's you know a whole other <laughs> okay. question but again if you don't know what you're getting into and that's not to say you have to know programming like you don't have to audit the code necessarily but you should at least read a little bit about the thing and and get a grasp for what it's trying to do and for if it fills some sort of a market need because the market can be kind of irrational in a lot of ways oh yeah can it ever (laughs) like the three of us we value the idea of privacy so i think i I think it's fair to say that we like privacy coins right we like monero for instance or pirate coin or whatever the other you know that those are probably two of the better ones i like i like privacy coins there's always one big question mark um in my brain about privacy coins which is if you can't look at the blockchain and see what's happening, how do you know that transfers have really been made? And how do you know how much is coming out of the the mining process? And there's like a yeah, lot of question marks that, about that. That worries me. But, uh, you know, as much as we like the idea of privacy, the marketplace says Monero is the number 47th uh, coin right now. So, I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's barely in the top 50 as far as market cap uh, is concerned. Which is crazy because there's more of a use case for Monero than there is for most like of what's most above it. Cryptos, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And look, okay, fine. I get it. It's not, it maybe doesn't have more value currently than, say, Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or even Dash, but certainly it has. You know, more value than every other crypto that's out there. Even Bitcoin Cash is about to fall out of the top 25, and that used to be a top 10 coin. Yeah. Uh, Dash is somewhere around, I don't know, 70, 80. Let me see if I can find where. 94. At least with Dash, there's tools for merchants to accept it, right? And and they're widespread, right? Um, Whereas most of these coins, I like, where do you spend them? I mean, you can't. It's you first have to convert it to something else. So a I, lot of them are just focused around technology that they're, they're not actually intended to be used as as money or or as you know currency. Do they or have a use case though. Like I mean, what what good are they? Like why would I want to have them? Well, that's something you have to look at each one of them and, and, and I, I ask guess, that question. I guess, but but uh, you know, for instance, like Dash 
uh, which is they call it that because it's digital cash. It's intended to be used as uh, as a currency in real life. They've got some of the coolest stuff going on. Like I pay attention to what goes on with uh, with Dash. They just came out with a beta test of a know your customer less, meaning there is no know your supposedly know your customer requirements. Mastercard. Oh yeah! Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I I think I heard about this. Yeah, it literally just got announced within the last twenty four to forty eight yeah, yeah. hours. Now the physical card isn't yet available, but they're going to have that supposedly. So it's like one of, one of those online curious how that things works because it, you know it's like it an online thing. Anytime you integrate anything with a banking system, which is highly regulated, yeah, I can't imagine how they did this. How do you comply? And I, I don't know. I, I have some suspicions. It probably is comes down to. How much they will permit to be utilized through the card? I did see something limited. about a thousand dollar limit. Yeah, if if it's if it's limited sufficiently, it might be it might technically comply. Yeah. with the rules. So yeah. whatever uh, they've done, it's it's something I'm very curious to learn yeah. more about. Um, but uh, so they're coming out with some really interesting applications, and you know, the, making it easier to spend crypto in real life, which is cool. But again, number ninety four. So the yeah. market is the, mm. the market doesn't value the crypto market doesn't value the same things that we necessarily do. Let's talk to Sam. He's in ohio uh sam you're on free talk live go ahead yeah i just wanted to ask you if you thought when new hampshire gets independence if that will severely weaken the dollar because of how weak it already is doubtful mm, yeah i mean the, the federal government is going to weaken the dollar there's not really anything yeah. that i don't i don't think our independence or lack thereof I mean, is going to be a factor even if even if new hampshire like produced it you know they decide let's you know we're gonna do our own currency right we're not going to use or we're just not going to use the u.s dollar in new hampshire you're talking about a million like i think it's like 1.2 million people for new hampshire this the united states has 320 million people um and then even if oh sorry yeah then take into account the there's a lot of other countries way bigger than new hampshire that also use the u.s dollar and all of a sudden you understand it ain't gonna decrease in value probably at all if new hampshire became independent or stopped using the dollar yeah, it's going to decrease in value because they're printing it like there's no tomorrow. That's yes. yeah, that's why it will they, go down in value, not they, because New Hampshire uses or doesn't use it. Right, they just crossed thirty trillion dollars national debt, and yeah. that's what like two months after they crossed twenty nine trillion. I think I think that wow. happened in December. Uh, but you know, the other thing about this is Sam, if and when, rather, I think we should say when New Hampshire secedes, you have to remember, ideally. The correct monetary policy is to have no monetary policy, to allow the market to decide what is money. So whether that be cryptocurrency, whether that be gold backs, or whether that be the dollar, I think what you're going to see at least immediately right after you know independence is most people are going to continue using the dollar just because that's what they're used to doing. Yeah, uh, There's no reason, like, in, like you said, other countries use the dollar. El Salvador, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. uses the dollar. It, you know, it's funny because even countries that are hostile to the United States, states like north korea they use the dollar sure so i mean it's uh, yeah Yeah, i don't think you're going to see the dollar going away unless it finally hits hyperinflation then you might see people saying well i I don't want these anymore yeah there's definitely some effort by a handful of countries to like move away from the dollar but not enough not anywhere near enough to make a difference yeah and of course go ahead so you're so you're saying you wouldn't think the free market of New Hampshire being its own country, if all of New Hampshire's at that point didn't use it, it wouldn't devalue it enough. You don't think it wouldn't be noticeable, is what it would be. I mean, it might devalue it, but not noticeably. 
the uh, well to to answer the question as far as like the value of the dollar it's the printing of of more dollars and what people believe about them that you know is the two of the major factors in what their value is so if the people of new hampshire do this you know amazing thing that you're talking about and that is eschew the idea of using the dollar completely across the board then that indicates that there would probably be other people in the world making that same choice, right? Because we're not, we don't exist in a vacuum. Even though mm. New Hampshire, even when it secedes, we're still in a global economy. People are still people, and they're still going to mm. make choices because of whatever reasons they make choices. And people are used mm. to using the dollar. So that's why it's not going to just go away overnight or even in a week. But mm. if the dollar goes to hyperinflation or when it goes to hyperinflation, yeah. that's when people... New Hampshire and elsewhere are going to start thinking twice because they're already seeing the effects of inflation and they they don't like it, but they don't know enough to say to look for another alternative yet. Hyperinflation is going to incentivize that. I mean, and the other thing that has to happen is there has to be another way globally to buy oil. And mm-hmm. right yeah. now, because of the petrodollar hegemony, uh, there's no other way to grow oil to to buy oil. Yep. And if you try to create another way to buy they oil, bomb you. Uh, it, the last people to do it were Saddam Hussein and Muammar Gaddafi, and they both have their heads on pikes. So. Uh, Sam, thanks for the call tonight. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. But since he brings up New Hampshire, uh, Chris, you've got a story. I also have the same one about a new cryptocurrency news coming out. Yeah! It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything here. The number is 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160 in the studio tonight it's ian nobody and chris we're kind of jumping all over the place here in this first hour we haven't really we've had some calls come in and that's fine because we like talking to you about whatever's on your mind but one of our callers just made a reference to new hampshire and money and talking about what happens when New Hampshire declares independence from the United States, what's going to happen to the dollar? And I think it's a safe bet to say the dollar will, unless it has already hit hyperinflation at that point, uh, it's likely that people are going to keep using the dollar mm-hmm. until they find a better option. And while we believe that there are better options out there, whether it be using the gold back which also has been in the news recently, by the way. Uh, Infowars, Epic Times, and others have done feature pieces now on the gold back, which is amazing. Nice. Uh, so they've been getting a ton of coverage. Or whether it be cryptocurrency, in New Hampshire, we do have the benefit of actually being able to use these things. We do. You guys yeah. just came from a restaurant tonight that accepts both of those alternatives, right? Yep. And I didn't pay with gold backs, but I did pay with uh, I did pay with crypto. So. Very nice. Well, you're allowed to do that. I can't pay with crypto. There, I know, but I know. It's a good thing that they take gold backs. I can pay with what, gold. What backs would you now. do, right? Yeah. Like, what would you do? It hurts me to pay with dollars, right? It, that's like to me, that's haram. It's, it is. It is against God. It, this is why. Yeah. This is why. This is why I'm always talking about. You know, when I, I don't say cash. I say dirty fiat yeah. when I'm talking about the dollar. <laughs> right. You know, or any kind of you know, the devil's or, lettuce. The yep. devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's bad stuff. I mean, it's blood money, right? It is. The yeah. dollar is blood money. 
Absolutely. It's based on violence. It's based on threats. It's based on uh, illusions and lies. And, you know, good people should use these alternatives. So the good news is in New Hampshire, there are actually multiple businesses that take the gold back. There are multiple businesses that take cryptocurrency. I think there's more I think there's more businesses that take the gold back than we even realize um, because this area there's is, dozens is not this area has a bunch, but it doesn't have anywhere near as much as I think some other areas because they've I think they've done some marketing in other areas, but they haven't made it to Keene yet. There's a better dis- there's a handful of places in Keene that, that, that there do are, them. but I'm just uh, saying I think some of the other areas are even Keene's more, king more places with crypto. Keene's the king for, with, crypto, uh, with crypto sure. acceptance, but uh, as far as goldbacks, it's actually better spread across the state. Yeah, there's, a, there's a variety of places all over New Hampshire that are taking goldbacks, and uh, and it's wonderful to see these things happening here. Um, but it's going to be a natural phenomenon of moving people from one to the next it takes time we have to introduce people to these things and got to print more of it we've got to get well, there's got to be more gold backs and there are going to be more gold backs yeah, they're coming yeah. out with the 2022 uh, they can't keep up with the demand as, we, uh, that's right. as it stands so we, we can't move too fast right they're flipping on their extra production facility though so they're going to have like quad- they're gonna, like double it i think right I think or quadruple, quadruple? I think they're going to quadruple yeah. their output yeah. so nice. um, that should help quite a bit but then again like i said they just got a, a major blow up in press coverage over this past weekend yeah. so mm-hmm. we'll see how, yeah. <laughs> see how long they can keep the orders uh, fulfilled quickly uh, but the there's news here. Do you have this pulled up the coin telegraph story yeah. chris do you want to share this with us yeah sure um so cuz it's very similar news to something that happened half a decade ago, but it's happening again. In New Hampshire? Mm-hmm. Half a decade ago? Yeah. Um, interesting. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what you're referencing, um, but we'll I- We'll talk about it. Yeah, I, have this, I, I might know what you're talking about uh, if, it's, if it's relating to other crypto stuff that's happened at the state level. But um, yeah, so this story is basically the New Hampshire governor issues executive order establishing commission to study crypto. Now, I know there- Which is what already happened right, five years which, ago. Right, which is why I'm not entirely sure what what is different about this. The difference, I, as um, I understand it, is this is the governor establishing the commission mm-hmm. versus the state representatives, I believe, established it last time. I think that's the difference here. I, you know, I think you might be right, but I'm not quite sure I understood what happened last time. Because when what I recall is at least at some point, one of the reps said, like, who was on the commission, he didn't quite fully understand, like, why they even had the commission. And... Um, because it was like everybody was in agreement on on the crypto stuff. Well, it's called a study committee. Yeah. Uh, and so their job is to, you know, hear different opinions and get you know input from different players or whatever and come up with potential policy recommendations. Yeah, but that's but the what commission, they do. The commission was supposed to uh, or the, I'm sorry, the study committee was supposed to. They were supposed to have a, a, a hearing or a, a meeting, I guess, every so often. And, Once a year, at least, but right. they could meet more often if they wanted to. Right, and but 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 there was never really a need for that. Right, there was a decision. There's plenty that was of things made. the government does. That there's no need for. Right, I know, I know, <laughs> it, but it just it just it just seems so weird because it's like, okay, well, what good did that do? And now it's like, okay, so now the governor's doing this this uh, this new commission to study crypto, but we've we've kind of gone through that process already. Yes, we have, but yeah. they're going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's they've already come to the right answer, which is the government doesn't need to do anything about crypto. Correct. That was ultimately what the old right? commission did come to the conclusion of. And then they said, well, OK, well, we still have to meet well, once a year. So there was there was, so, I think, yeah. the basis of it for one thing. And I think that had to do with the banking commission and removing uh, cryptocurrency from the list of things that the banking commission of New Hampshire could regulate. Um, but besides that, there wasn't I don't think there was anything else that the, the committee was even supposed to do, really, other than like 
meet and talk about like that's what they did crypto right but yeah. it's like why would you have to keep coming back once you've once you've they come, could to, just an come to the crypto right. meetup every every sunday <laughs> right like do we really need <laughs> funky our, noodle do we really need a reps meeting and doing a crypto meetup once a year or whatever I, I just didn't get it no we didn't but they kept doing it i i know like i i didn't get it um, and That's, it didn't they seem were like ordered the committee, to do it, so they it, did it. I know, but I think even the reps team seemed to understand like why they were doing it. I, I don't know. I just thought it was they were just hilarious. going through the motions. I, <laughs> in theory, Chris, what they could have what could have happened is if some sort of other thing came up where they needed to study cryptocurrency in some specific instance, mm. they would have already had the mm. committee formed basically and they would have said okay we'll send this over to the committee to study cryptocurrency and see what they say about it but that didn't really happen like they they no. made the initial decision well, of there is one th- useful thing they could do which is study how to protect crypto traders mm-hmm. from the federal government that'd be nice um yeah. that would be a beautiful thing well i suspect some of us are going to be attending these upcoming meetings that yeah. uh, and we will maybe D- you know, have a thing or two to say about it i mean yeah. it, i don't know is this is this supposed to be like an opportunity to propose legislation or something like i'm not quite sure i understand what it's the point a of the study committee, committee they just study things and they talk about them and maybe they'll make recommendations I mean, but, maybe they won't Who but knows? when you propose a bill they already have multiple hearings on the bill before it passes anyway for they you do. to provide you know testimony and everything else if you want well, why to. don't you so, get into the story yeah. and we'll see what it says the commission will have mm-hmm. until august 8th to submit a report regarding the current status of the cryptocurrency and digital asset industry okay kristen Nunu- that's a thing okay i, I guess um Make a report, committee. What's the status of things? I, I don't know. Chris Sununu, who served as the governor of New Hampshire since 2017, has established a commission aimed at investigating the technology and laws around digital assets in addition to recommending new legislation. I, you know, I feel like he's just hopping on the bandwagon like all the other governors and mayors, uh, you know, recently. Um, yes. That's what it feels like to me. He might also be looking to come up with some draconian um, legislation. Yeah, that's not unlikely you know, because that's Sununu. what this is that's, the same well, guy who wants to lock us down and mask us up. A lot of the mm-hmm. things that, you know, the governors and the mayors are proposing to make our you know, our state or our city, you know, uh, appealing to crypto, like crypto, the crypto industry, right, is actually very uh, authoritarian kind of, you know, uh, ish kind of stuff. Um, you know, look at like what New York did years ago when they where they did the bit license. I mean, I think that's, you know, mm. it, I don't know why that would attract a company to New York. It, to me, that doesn't make any sense. It scares them away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and unless I, that company is based on having a lot of lawyers and a lot, a lot of money, of, well, uh, and being able to suck up to politicians, because one, one that is things, a huge market niche. I, I will say one of the things it did do is it basically gave I forget what company a monopoly in New York, if I recall correctly. Coinbase. Gemini, wasn't it? Uh, and Gem- Gemini, those are two of the holders, I believe. Yeah, of and the they're two of license. the big uh, crony capitalists. Yeah, uh, I, I, holders. the only thing I can think of is that these types of measures or efforts is to attract money from donors for the companies who want that a certain thing to happen in order to establish a monopoly in a state or a city or something of that nature. Like that's that seems mm. to me like where things are going. What are your to thoughts? To comment, well, I want to talk. Yeah. Well, I want to talk further about this, but to comment on what you said about Sununu, 
in 2020, he was a total tyrant when it came to, oh, you got to stay at home. And they didn't call it a lockdown. They called it stay at home here. They did. Uh, they, oh, you Just two stay. years to flatten the curve. And, oh, you got to put a mask on. And, and then all of a sudden, in late 2021, he changed his tune. Uh-huh. And now he's pimping vaccines. But he's, oh, yeah, let the communities decide on the mask. Oh, yeah, well, you don't have to stay home anymore. You go out and it's no problem. And, oh, yeah, we're not going to mandate anything anymore here in New Hampshire. Maybe having protesters outside his mansion have something to do with that. Maybe. And maybe the fact <laughs> that he's rolling up on another election season here this year could also be another factor. Uh, but we'll continue here and you can share your thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. This Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. And you can bring up anything you want in the studio tonight. You've got Ian. Nobody. Dan Chris. We're going to continue lots of uh, news here, and it's just been, we've been kind of all over the place in the last hour. I haven't really had a chance to focus on one story, because your calls are coming in, and that's always what I prefer. We like talking to you, because you always bring something to the table that we weren't expecting. Different topics than we were planning, and uh, I like that. So we're going to go back to the phones and to the fun. We're going to start out here this hour, hour number two, with Sam. He's calling us from the Seacoast of New Hampshire. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, Sam. What's on uh, your mind? What's on my mind? First, I want to say there was a woman that called in a week ago speaking of, talking about she got vaccinated and didn't decide to get boosted and didn't decide to vaccinate her six-year-old child. Mm-hmm. I want to say to that woman that there are other people like that, like everywhere, everywhere you go, there will be people like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Uh, Kids are at zero risk from COVID. (laughs) Second thing I want to say is nobody or Mr. Nobody, your name is awesome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You are awesome. (laughs) Uh, yeah. 
We agree, by the way. I love uh, Nobody. He is awesome. I'm so glad that he's back here on Free Talk Live. He's smiling, by the way. He's got a big smile uh, on his face. And... Big dumb grin. <laughs> uh, and you'd moved. I remember your call a couple of weeks ago, Sam. You'd moved up here during 2020. Were you paying attention? I mean, you're really young. You're, I think you're just 10 years old or something right now. But uh, you seem yeah. like way more with it than a lot of kids, <laughs> even in their teenage years. <laughs> Were you paying attention yeah. at all to the election uh, in 2020 when nobody ran for governor up here? Uh, no, but I saw, I saw like somebody told me about the um, what's it called? Uh, the billboard or something. That oh, the campaign signs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have, have enough money for a billboard, but we did have some, some pretty cool campaigns. <laughs> like, where did you guys have a billboard? You guys are uh, keeping keeping <laughs> stuff from time. me. Well, that said, uh, there we it's hard to hide a billboard. I I know. Like, where, where was this the purpose. billboard? <laughs> There's actually been some talk in the New Hampshire exit group, uh, one of the uh, the chat rooms that we have about buying a New Hampshire exit billboard of some sort. So yes. I, I actually did contact. Uh, one of the billboard companies. Now you can pay a lot for a billboard, or you can pay a little bit less for a billboard. And I found one that's <laughs> so a li- that's a little bit less. Uh, it's actually the one on top of Murphy's Tap Room in Manchester. I contacted the people that own that. It's one of those digital uh, platforms where you know it it switches, right? So like every eight seconds, there's a new advertisement that comes up. It's only like if you were to do a multi month agreement with that, it's only a thousand bucks a month. Wow. And I don't think that that's too crazy for, you know, a, a inner city, you know, high traffic uh, kind of a billboard. All I'm thinking is, but it's Manchester. It's only got 100,000 people. Yeah, but there's people going in and out of there that's all true. day that's long. True. I mean, yeah. people come in for business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the the big city, quote unquote, here in, <laughs> in New Hampshire. The thing is, the, the uh, Sam, was there anything else you wanted to share, by the way, before we go off into billboard territory? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Okay. What is your guys' opinion on Bitcoin maximalists? Can you define a Bitcoin maximalist? Uh, yeah. Person who thinks bit who is based and thinks Bitcoin is the only coin, no poopy coins. <laughs> Thank you for uh, the self censorship there. I, I do appreciate that. Um, I, I don't know if uh, so. The term you use the term based which is kind of the internet slang. I don't know exactly what the definition of it is. Can you define based? Uh, yeah. Um, what? Non-fiat, meat-eating, anti-vax, anti-tyranny. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if I would define uh, – so when you go to Urban Dictionary, for instance, and you look up based, it says it is the opposite of cringe. Uh, based yeah. is a word that you use <laughs> when you agree with something or when you want to recognize someone for being courageous or unique and not caring what others think. Uh, the opposite of cringe, sometimes the opposite of biased. Uh, in my opinion, a, a Bitcoin maximalist is not based – they are somebody who is, you know, they are they have a preference, and it is an irrational, I think, level of preference to the point where they're not even willing to consider any alternatives. They believe that Bitcoin is the one true uh, cryptocurrency. 
you know, my I, response to a maximalist is the same as my response to any other monopolist, which is, you know, there is no area of the market that is best served by a monopoly. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin itself is not able to scale to um, to accommodate the entire market. And that's okay because it doesn't have to because there's a thousand other coins. And and I, I hope that's the way it will stay. I, I think I might have a different opinion on this. Okay. If, if uh, you know, if it was the case that Bitcoin was actually evolving, uh, because it's not necessarily in our interest. I mean, I think it's in our interest to have some competition. Don't get me wrong, but I don't necessarily know that I would be jumping off of Bitcoin if it had evolved, if it had, you know, done, you know, like it become Monero or and, you know, it had been, they were working on stability and scaling and all these other problems. But the reality is they're not. It's just it's it's this thing where it's like, OK, they're you know, they talk about uh, what is it? Uh, Lightning Network. And, and but they've been talking mm-hmm. about it for years. You know, there were it's coming, things, man. It's coming. There were things that they could do. <laughs> just three more years. <laughs> they were there, there level were, the curve. <laughs> there, there were things that they could do that could have uh, stopped it from becoming basically a useless, you know, coin. Yeah. Yes, but they didn't do and those things. They didn't do those things in a timely and efficient manner. And I think if they had, you know, I think things would maybe be different today. Um, I still don't think it would be, you know, uh, I, I still don't necessarily think I would agree with them. a maximalist because they even if they had done that, fixed that one problem, they still probably wouldn't have fixed the, you know, the privacy problem. And, and mm-hmm. I think that is there is a there's another use case for that where at least uh, I, I think that honestly, I think that's kind of the future, right? Like, so. I don't what, even know. What's the future? Right? Uh, privacy. You know, oh, privacy. I hope you're right. But again, right. the market's not um, valuing that as you know what I, they want. I right don't now. necessarily know mm. that the market. The problem is with the market is the market is doing what investors want, not necessarily what mm-hmm. is valuable to consumers. I think when you see consumers mm. using cryptocurrencies, they're not using what the market wants anyway. So. I don't know. Henry the Ford. Um, Henry Ford said, uh, "If he'd asked consumers what they wanted, they would have said they wanted a faster horse." <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. The, the people don't know what they want until you show it to them. Right? Exactly. Uh, you know, the other thing I want to point out about the maximalists is the the what it seems to me to be some pretty serious hypocrisy. On one hand, they say they value decentralization, right? Like, how can you be in favor of Bitcoin? And not be in favor of the idea of decentralization, right? It's part and parcel of, of that. Yeah. But they want to only have one currency. And it's yeah. like, hello, what about yeah. decentralizing the currencies and having a bunch mm-hmm. of options in the marketplace uh, and competition? It, What's wrong with that? It's, it's, it's funny because it's, it's, it's because of what they did that it actually demonstrates why we need competition in the marketplace. You mean what they didn't do? Or, right, what they yeah. didn't do that, yeah. that demonstrates why uh, the, the sources were released in the first place. And, you know, it, obviously, uh, I, I don't think you I, I can't. Cannot imagine that uh, Satoshi, okay, would have argued uh, against the uh, forking of Bitcoin at the end of, of the day not. because that's because why it's open it, source, right, right? That's why he released Fork the code. It. It's the whole reason he released the code is yeah. to ensure that no matter what the people who were in control of Bitcoin did, if they didn't do what should be done and needs to be done, Someone somebody could. else could. Sam, mm-hmm. uh, did that answer your question? Thanks for the call, man. I do appreciate hearing from you there on the Seacoast. That's Sam. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We got more coming up on uh, this new committee to study or commission. There's a difference. Uh, To study cryptocurrency uh, here in moments. And you can join us. It is Free Talk Live. 
live. You can join us. Phones are open here. You can take control of the airwaves at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. We're talking about cryptocurrency here a little bit tonight. And uh, if you are new to the topic... Yeah, it's 13 years, you know, we're 13 years into this experiment, but it's still not too late. Some people would say it's still really early, as a matter of fact. Like, if you think about how long gold or silver have been considered, you know, as as money, uh, you know, 13 years is dropping the bucket. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. And if you look at the percentage of people who hold Bitcoin, there will be a lot more, or cryptocurrency in general, let mm-hmm. me not sound maximalist. Uh, If you look at the number of people who hold cryptocurrency, um, that number is going to grow a lot in the future. And every time it grows, the the value has to rise. Head over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. They will teach you some of the basics. And there are some new concepts that you should get your mind wrapped around, like decentralization and blockchains. Uh, And they go over those things over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started and then you can start the process of learning about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and cryptocurrency. If you're not brand new, though, and you want to get the latest news headlines, news.bitcoin.com has them every day. And they do a great job reporting on the latest from the world of cryptocurrency. And it is a deep, deep, interesting world. So check it out at news.bitcoin.com. Chris, you were sharing a story with us uh, about the New Hampshire governor calling for a commission to study cryptocurrency. I think they're calling it the Commission on Cryptocurrencies and Digital Assets. And this sounds familiar to me because I think all of us have gone to the previous committee that was studying cryptocurrency. I definitely did. I did. I went hearings. to more than one, I believe. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you did, nobody, but... I don't. I, I haven't been to any of those. I'm surprised that we didn't drag you along for those. Yeah, I'm a little shocked, uh, too. But maybe, maybe, maybe those just, were the years you weren't living in Keene. That might have been... Maybe you just that don't remember. Be. Maybe I don't. <laughs> you, you, you sometimes forget about some of this stuff that we do. I mean, there's so much activism That's you're true. involved in. There's been, it's, it's true. We have done yeah. many an appearance at the State House, so it wouldn't surprise me if at yeah, all. I, I'm know, actually surprised when, when I bring something up that you don't remember, Ian, some, yeah. some act, piece of activism. I'm like, yeah, you were there. I oh, know yeah. for sure. So but, uh, they're doing it again. Yeah. Uh, they're study, doing more studies, apparently, about cryptocurrency. And that's one of the things that's happening, by the way, this year is uh, there's a particular free stater who's a state representative, Keith Ammon. Uh, he was a good guy, great state representative, yeah. cares about liberty, and he's really into cryptocurrency, and, and he's sponsored a few bills this year that are going to try to make New Hampshire as free as Wyoming as far as being a Ooh. good place for businesses to come to who are crypto businesses and make a you know make it welcoming to them. Yeah, basically. I, I'm still good. not sure I fully wrap my head around what Wyoming did that made it freer than New Hampshire. There's a whole suite of legislation that basically paves the way, and I don't have you know, off the top yeah. of my head what those things are, but essentially he took those pieces of yep. legislation and introduced them all in this legislative awesome. session. Um, they're not, they haven't been voted on by the full house yet, but I did see some of the voting results. So we should build a. There should be a committee hearing at some point on some of these, and we'll build there was a hearing that already happened oh, oh, a few did. weeks ago. Um, oh, so now the committees are voting on it. I think one of them got voted down. ITL, oh. which is inexpedient uh, to legislate, but again, that doesn't mean it won't yep. pass the, the full house. Just probably means it won't pass. Yeah. Um, the other one I think got sent off to a study committee. I think. Um, so we'll see. And I, I guess this committee by the governor is going to. To, 
you know, help these state reps and state senators to have a better grasp for why Wyoming's better <laughs> than New Hampshire. New Hampshire's one of the better states. It is. Uh, it's probably the top five as far as crypto, maybe even number two, I don't know, as far as the crypto friendliness. But Wyoming's got it by a, by a mile. That's why companies like Kraken moved their entire operation so, to Wyoming. I, so I think I think if I'm not mistaken, okay, so I don't... And Kraken's a big crypto exchange sorry I, I, I like i said i Release don't i don't fully understand what it is wyoming did but i think if i recall correctly had something to do with banks like yes it's called a special depository yeah. something institution yeah so it wasn't it was very uh, like we don't have regulation here but there's the banks are still regulated and so somehow if you want to interact with I, or, it's a special carve out, a special yeah. type of bank that essentially a cryptocurrency exchange could open, and, and they have. And I think, in if, Wyoming. if I recall correctly, hmm. the legislation that we got passed may have only been applicable to businesses that deal with like selling cryptocurrency or something of that nature. So it, it might be, it might be that there's some other piece of legislation that we do need. I, I just don't fully understand. Like what exactly? Yeah. So the way uh, Keith explained it to me, I was in the state house the day the yeah. hearings were happening, but okay. I wasn't able to attend them. Um, but I did stop him in the hallway mm. and I talked to him a little bit. And the way he explained it was, you know, as you pointed out, Chris, what happened previously in New Hampshire was there was this piece of legislation that got passed that inadvertently started to regulate crypto a little bit in New right. Hampshire. And then we undid that. So the uh, original commission to study cryptocurrency said, oh, we shouldn't have done this. And they recommended to the state house that we undo it. And so the state house undid that. And so basically, there's not any kind of regulatory controls on cryptocurrency here, as I understand it. Right. Um, so you would think, oh, great, that's the way it should be. Right. So then what's but the problem? Like, what do we need more? What he explains for? is whether we like it or not, as libertarians, sure. corporations want to have some sort of a structure. That they can go and do a thing in, right? Yeah. So, so like the special depository institution is like a mm-hmm. special carve out for, in the banking system that allows a cryptocurrency company to create their own bank, basically. That's my understanding of it. I'm sure it's more complex so, than that. One, of the, but it, one it, of the fears I have, though, is that if you do this, does that mean anybody who doesn't follow, you know, operate within that structure? Are they now committing a crime? I don't know. I haven't read the legislation. Yeah, so I, can't, I mean, this is something I don't I, I'm not so. sure if this is something I want to support. I mean, it's, if you I mean, create a bank, you're going to get targeted, right? Like if yeah. you open up Chris's uh, sure, sure. Chris's bank and you've got a vault in your house and you call it a bank, they're going to come after you, right? That's There's banking regulations well, I, that I already prohibit that. I don't think they're calling that. it a bank in Wyoming. They're calling it a, a depository or something like that anyway. So. Yeah, but it's basically they're a bank and uh, they can do the things that banks do or whatever. Okay. But yeah, if you if you try to be a bank and you know they they're gonna come after you for that if you don't jump through the hoops basically. So banking is highly regulated, and this just basically allows mm. things to happen that otherwise companies are just too afraid to do. You know, on yeah. Their own. I don't know. I I just feel like if the, if they're gonna do something, it should just exempt as opposed to create a structure for if that makes any sense. Yeah, I I don't yeah. disagree with what you're if saying. They've but, already got a structure for banks, and- but it's not a bank. Well, well, it basically is a bank, as I understand it. Yeah, if uh, under the current law, you mean structure for banks? Then it could well be that they have to add hooks to that structure so that. Um, Why can't we just exempt them from that legislation? 
Well, because banking is highly regulated. You, I don't think you could just say, okay, well, now you can do, you know, be a bank without being a bank, and we're just going to leave you alone. Unfortunately, the Banking Commission, you know, their goal is to regulate. And so uh, I, I would love to see them I mean, abolish I, the Banking Commission, like Chris, but that's this. not – I no feel one's like proposing we did that. this for cryptocurrency businesses when we removed the authority of the Banking uh, uh, New Hampshire Banking Department or whatever they call it from regulating cryptocurrency. Like, I feel like we could do the same thing just for, you know, repositories. Yeah. I don't know if I can it explain. It would be interesting if you, if to have you read the, read the legislation yeah. and then advance yeah. an opinion about it. Yeah. I, I think I did read some of the Wyoming legislation, but it was, it, it's very, very like. It's complicated, I'm it's, sure. It's, it's bank, it's, it's yeah. banking terms that your average person's not going to understand. And I already understand some of those terms. Yeah. So. Your average person isn't the target of this legislation. It's corporations yep. who want to do certain things. And as you know, corporations are creatures of the state and they only want to follow the rules. So they need rules to follow is essentially what the, what he had told me. And this is a pretty libertarian yeah. guy. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking a little bit about uh, the confusing world of government regulations when it comes to cryptocurrency businesses and how to attract them into uh, a political jurisdiction. And I, I mean, I'm with you, Chris, that to me, what's attractive would be no regulations whatsoever. <laughs> but unfortunately, the liberty reps that we have and, you know, goddess bless what they do. They they do amazing work considering the circumstances that they're in, which is to say they're in the minority. Right. Like we're yeah, absolutely we might be at, uh, at, at the very least one tenth of the state house with approximately 40 some state reps uh, that are free staters. There's probably a few dozen more that are pretty friendly to, to freedom. So yeah. maybe if you really push it, you could say we're a quarter uh, of the state house that are relatively pro freedom, but still that's not a majority. Absolutely. So not. you're not seeing any proposals to abolish the banking commission, which would be the ideal yeah, thing for a libertarian, definitely. you know, to do. I, 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 but know, we're going to need some more movers for that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> definitely need a few more movers. Um, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that this legislation is going to be bad for freedom. I suspect it probably will be beneficial. It's just not. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I don't know if I like it. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not 
going far enough. <laughs> the The problem is if there's a closed set of things that certain types of company can do. Yeah. Then you need legislation to open that set of things, to add another thing to yep. that set. And I think that's the situation that, that we've got now. Yeah. I'm looking over the bill in question uh, regarding these special depository institutions, special purpose depository institutions. And basically, they do banking kind of things without being called a bank. They can be applied. I mean, at- wouldn't that be a money transmitter, though? I'm sure they'll be considered a money transmitter, but that's a whole separate question. Uh, they they can do banking-related things except for lending. Uh, they can't have natural persons as their customers. Only corporations can be their customers, apparently. Hmm. And they can apply to the Federal Reserve to be a member bank, so that, that would give them the ability to receive wire transfers and send wire transfers and mm-hmm. things like that. But there was a story from... The uh, senator of Wyoming, or one of the senators from Wyoming, Cynthia Lummis, who is kind of like the crypto senator, basically, in the U.S. government, she wrote an article about how the Federal Reserve is refusing to process yeah. the applications. I saw this. Yeah. By, yeah. The, by Kraken. And there's another one. There's another crypto company, Avanti, I think is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I recall there. the companies. But-, um, but these two that have created the special purpose depository institutions in Wyoming are trying to get their Federal Reserve numbers or whatever so they can you know, send wire transfers and all that. And they're just... The Fed has not moved on their applications. It's been a year, and apparently there's an op- supposedly a legal obligation, quote unquote, for the Fed to process any application within a year. So they're just they're purposefully wonder, not doing. They're snubbing the the, the crypto business. I wonder if it would have been it would have if if it would have been any different if New Hampshire. I'm sorry, Wyoming had created a state institution that would handle all wire transfers on behalf of banks in like the state. Like a state bank, you mean? Yeah, and, and because then it, they wouldn't be able to... I don't like the sound of that. Well, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. It, it, would, it would, I mean, I guess they could still probably block a transfer. Uh, the feds could still block a particular transfer. But the less information they have to do so, mm-hmm. the harder it would be for them to do so, right? If everything had to go through a central state institution first in order to get to the federal system mm. right i don't know I, it's well they couldn't cut off the crypto banks then without cutting off all of Wyoming. right and, right and that's the mm. whole that's the whole point it, it makes them it, it, it prevents them from basically punishing crypto or institutions that deal with crypto whereas right now it's very easy because you have to apply still to the federal bank as a, an individual institution within wyoming all right let's go to your calls and thoughts and we can continue with whatever's on your mind sarah is on the line in new mexico you're on free talk live go ahead sarah oh yes i just wanted to bring up that you know that um the marketing network uh, that i'm involved in is that you know that it's very environmental and it, and it saves plastic. Sarah, because, I thought you, hold on, I thought you weren't a, a distributor of that network marketing program that you've called about before. I thought you were just a customer. Well, it is. I'm just a customer, but I help Richard. Richard is signed up, so I'm trying to get people ah, okay, signed okay. up with him. So, gotcha. you know. And then he because um, if you sponsor that, three and they sponsor three and they sponsor three, then you'll make a million dollars, right? Well, I don't know about a You'll million You'll be a diamond distributor. They'll give you like a boat and a house <laughs> and a car well, I mean, and a vacation. This fit in with the communism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> do you, do you, you, you want yeah. to create a capitalist exploiter of the people? 
Well, the thing is, I'm in a capitalist country, and that's the model that I have. The thing so is when that in Rome... Well, the thing is that the products are very concentrated. So it, say, it, sa- it saves on uh, fossil fuel and gasoline because it, it, takes, it takes a lot more <laughs> fuel to haul water. And, and, and you can put it in a small plastic bottle. You save plastic. Is this so, Amway? And, <laughs> no, that is, that is not Amway. So, are you, but, trying, to sell us, are you ch- trying to sell us on water? On like plastic no, water? No, no, like she's bottles? trying to sell you on uh, their concentrated solutions because Dehydrated it's more efficient. water. Concentrated more efficient. water? Yeah, no, no, no. no. She's got potions, I mean, right? She's got potions and she's got, uh, you know, chemicals and soaps or whatever the hell it is. Okay. Uh, o- oils, essential oils. She's got all kinds of stuff that she wants to put into, uh, you know, Yeah, you know, you Sarah, I, don't you, aren't you on like um, welfare, like social no, housing or no, something no. like she's that? Working, she's working. She moved out of the, no, that's the welfare. Oh, she did. She no, she did. Used no, to live in a welfare house, but she doesn't now. Okay, well that's a, that's a step up then. Yeah. Well, I'm in. Um, I'm in. I get SSI, so I get about eight hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So it's a disability. It's a. I have bipolar, but so I cannot make money. But Richard that could make money. It. I just help him out. So, but but I'm, what I'm saying is that I still don't buy your claim that you cannot make money, Sarah. It seems to me like you're trying pretty hard here to you know earn a uh, little bit of income to bring in some some bacon. Yeah, uh, so speak. I mean, I I, I want to say I want to say something about people with bipolar for just a moment. I've had employees that were bipolar, and I, I will say that. And you fired them all. I, I didn't fire them. <laughs> I, I didn't actually. Um, they left on their own. But okay. um. Uh, I will say that I don't think it's impossible for somebody with bipolar to make money. Yeah. The, 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 the problem is that they can be unreliable, I think is the mm. best way to phrase it. Because if you're going from having one mood to another mood, mm. you might not show up for work. <laughs> and that's something that's usually desirable in an employee. But that, that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody with bipolar can't make money. It just means they can't as easily work for maybe another another person individual or another company mm-hmm. they may need to go into work for themselves and have more uh you know uh leeway with 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 the work that they perform but they can do yeah, things right she's they can. Absolutely. She can't do anything what's that sarah as a bipolar people are very very unpredictable but you know, this is not. I'm not making money off of this. I'm just helping Richard. He's the one that's making money. Is you know, he making money? Ten million. Well, what? I mean, the thing. I, I technically, I'm not making any money because I'm not. How long has he been out. in the? How long has he been a distributor? Well, actually, um, he's been involved in it for about a year and three months. Okay, and what and level think, is he? Well, the thing is that we, we we're just customers, and we have four people under us. Four people. So people okay. Well, that, no, those are not the one that we signed up. It's the people that we have about thirty spots that we could have. How did uh, hold on? How did the four people get under you if you didn't sign them up? <laughs> oh man. Well, the thing is, is that you could you could have people that signed you up the upline. Yeah. They could put people at about thirty spots. Under oh, your line. I see. You so he's get getting he's getting the uplines doing the work, and they're stacking people under him. That's pretty sweet. So he doesn't even have to do all the work to uh, to get people underneath him. Well, good luck with your potions, uh, Sarah. Appreciate it. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Maybe she'll be uh, kicking it on the island after they get the free cruise from their <laughs> diamond distributorship someday. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring up whatever you want. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. 
Talk Live. Phones open. If you want to join the show, you can. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about uh, cryptocurrency and politicians acting like they're being friendly to it or open-minded about cryptocurrency. (laughs) But are they really? Yeah, doubt it. Uh, there's actually news about the so-called pro-crypto mayor of New York City that we can get into coming up here in a moment. But with you tonight, it is Ian. Nobody. And Chris. And uh, what we've been discussing here um, it has been that the new- the news is that in our very own New Hampshire, which is fairly crypto-friendly as far as things go, there there aren't specific prohibitions here like there are... In New York, for instance, where there's something New York called, City. Yeah, there's, well, in this case, all of New York State, <laughs> uh, the, where there's the so-called bit license that they put into place back in 2015, if I recall correctly, that has made New York the least friendly state for uh, cryptocurrency businesses. New Hampshire has been pretty hands-off when it comes to crypto, but uh, the state of Wyoming has passed certain legislation that has sort of paved the way for crypto businesses. in the deal. Yeah to, in feel, theory. yeah, to feel more comfortable coming there. And so we've seen a major uh, crypto exchange called Kraken um, mig- migrate their business over to Wyoming, and uh, they've st- started one of these sort of banks, but not banks, special purpose depository institutions. Uh, there and so here in New Hampshire, uh, the New Hampshire legislators that are that are into crypto, a lot of them are free staters, have put forward three pieces of legislation this year. One of them's about the special depository institutions, and there's a couple of others that have to do with uh, with crypto. So we'll see how those pan out. But meanwhile, Chris, you had a story about the governor here in New Hampshire has called for a another commission to be formed to study cryptocurrency. And this is after there was already a commission, like in 2016, I think, that they formed to study cryptocurrency. Yeah. That you and I have, Chris, testified in front of in the past. Uh, that uh, that footage, by the way, is over the Free Keen YouTube channel. So if you're interested in watching boring commission footage, you know, you can you can do that. Honestly, uh, I, I honestly didn't think it was that boring. Well, it's because um, you're interested I mean, in the topic, I yeah, guess. <laughs> I, that's true. That's true. But I mean, as far as like... Some of the state reps have a tough time staying awake in their own committees. So yes, I mean, by but, definition, they're I mean, pretty dull. I think as far as like hearings committee hearings or whatever that you're going to go to and listen to and find interesting i i I felt like that was actually kind of interesting um i've spoken at a lot of other you know hearings Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's really really boring stuff no doubt um you know this one was kind of interesting i think especially at the time because like oh i find out my reps are already using crypto they have wallets like at the time that was amazing like i didn't know any any of the representatives had crypto wallets or bitcoin wallets or or whatever it was that they had yeah there's actually quite a few of them that do yeah and i didn't know excluding just the free staters who are obviously already into it there's even some others that that are into crypto right and that like i thought that alone was you know made that hearing very interesting to go in and hear um and then there were reps that were actually in favor like speaking in favor of it like like i don't know (laughs) but you know if there's if there's i mean look i get that like most bills don't go down like that but that bill not only um uh well, at least one of them went what went down positively. The reps were even speaking at the committee hearing in favor of it, as well as it didn't get ITL'd. It, it actually went to, uh, 
I, th- I think I think it said something about what's the other one? Uh, something auto pass. Yeah. So I think it actually got ITL voted. stands for inexpedient to legislate. Yeah, I believe if I'm not mistaken, that one got voted ought to pass, and then it actually passed. So well, the commission uh, just makes recommendations. It doesn't vote on uh, you know like whether uh, whether the bill should move forward or whatever. But they say they basically will tell the other committees, okay, here's what we think. Yep. And then they take that under advisement and make their decision based on that. One of my favorite moments, I think, from the original co- uh, commission on studying cryptocurrency was when there was like one of the banking bureaucrats was was sitting there testifying. One of I think it was the head of the commission asked the question of and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of. Well, have there been any complaints? Because they were talking about like all yeah. the bad things that could happen. Right? Oh, these bad things with cryptocurrency. But we need to regulate and blah blah blah. Because of course the regulators want to regulate, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy said, "Well, have there been any complaints about cryptocurrency?" And she had to answer, "There had the, not been yeah. a single complaint <laughs> in however many years." Right. Because her job, like their their job, is to take complaints from about the public, banks and stuff, right? About yeah. banks and and, and stuff. investments, or and, and, right? And there was not a single complaint. Nope. And here she was testifying against. And the that bill. one question just like completely took all the yeah. wind out of their sails, and and you could tell it was over. It really did with that one question. Yeah, so. And he's yeah. the, and the guy that asked that question isn't a free stater. He's just like one of the Republican no, states. I was going to say he's just one of the Republicans. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say he's just a Republican, he, as I understood it. He happens to be the head of the Commerce Committee, so he does hear a lot of you know business-related bills and yeah, that I, sort of thing. I, like, like, I actually have a picture of this guy in my mind yeah. because I was just so shocked that like your just random rep would actually like say something positive or ask a question right. that was... Yeah, it was just uh, that was an amazing. That was some of the, some of those were amazing hearings. I thought. Um, I don't think I've been to any other hearing that was as interesting as that, other than maybe the New Hampshire mm-hmm. Independence hearing. But um, mm-hmm. but that didn't go anywhere. I mean, that didn't go. I mean, well, I don't want to say it hasn't gone anywhere. We didn't it's get still, what we wanted out of yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't get. You know, we didn't get an ought to pass. We got right. an I. You know, but it was also not unexpected. So. Mm. What else can you share about yeah, this news? Yeah, so Governor Sununu... first you don't secede, try, well, I, try I think it's Yeah, I think it's <laughs> interesting what, what Sununu had to say about this. Governor Sununu said the rising use and acceptance of crypto, as well as the growth of distributed ledger and blockchain technologies in his decision to establish the commission, kind of what we've been saying for the last, I don't know, half a decade, right? According to the executive order, the Crypto Commission will have 180 days until August 8th to submit a report to officials within New Hampshire state government consisting of a review and investigation regarding the current status of the cryptocurrency and digital asset industry. I, you know, I, it's such an interesting choice of words to like a digital asset industry. Like, I don't think of it as an industry. I think it's it's cryptocurrency, right? Like, it's a huge industry. It, it, what are you talking about? It, yeah, but I, I don't. It's a two trillion dollar industry. Sure, but I don't think of it as like an industry in the same sense that I think of like the steel making industry. Well, yeah, right? they don't like, have a manufacturing facility, right? Or, right. You know. It's well, they do. That's kind of what the miners are. Yeah, but uh, there's not like a physical place where people come to work per se. I yeah, mean, there are... each miner does have a place where he has his machines. Yeah, it's just it's kind a different of, thing to visualize. Kind though, of, but it's I not. That's what he's saying. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's definitely there's there's def, it's definitely different. I mean, I don't know if we we're putting it into good words. They or have the words, se- but. decentralized organizations. Decentral. We were talking about this the other night. Decentralized autonomous organizations is sort of like the new buzzword in uh, the world of uh, cryptocurrency, and and I shouldn't say just buzzword. It, it's a real thing. I mean, they're they're 
organizations that exist now that do not have a CEO. They do not have a board of directors. They may have thousands of directors, people who have purchased basically stock, the equivalent of that, like these tokens. They buy these tokens and that gives them voting power in this organization. They can make proposals about what the organization should do and then the other rest of the people can vote on those uh, proposals. And the thing is, there's no CEO or, or you know board to go and target with like a police raid. Yeah. There's no centralized bank account to uh, to shut down. They are completely okay. untouchable. It, it is interesting though because you may have trouble actually opening a bank account if you want to interface with the real world because um, well I, yeah but they don't care. Yeah, I mean sure sure if you can if you could somehow manage to propagate uh, money through the traditional system if they're the, doing if, to, to centralized finance they don't need to propagate through the traditional system. Sure. I don't know what it is these decentralized organizations, uh, you know, are. I mean, obviously, it, it, they're not one thing. They so do a ton of, of different things. Sure, sure. But one of them runs Shapeshift if, now, which is which used to be a centralized company. Probably Shapeshift is a was a centralized corporation that in the summer of 2021, yeah. uh, Eric Voorhees, who's a free stater, by the way. Uh, Shapeshift was one of the first companies to allow people to uh, to take one type of crypto and send it to them, and then they send back a different type of crypto. Mm-hmm. They became regulated because they were a centralized corporation, and Eric, I don't think, ever wanted that, but that's ultimately what he had to do until now where they figured out, oh, well, we can run this thing differently, and they decentralized the entire corporation. They're in the process of like closing the offices, firing all the employees, <laughs> and giving the employees a bunch of these tokens that they have called the Fox token. And so everybody that worked for Shapeshift can still work for Shapeshift. It's just there's not some bookkeeper somewhere who's cutting right, them a right. paycheck at, at the end of the day. Right. Uh, and now anybody else who had the Fox token can vote on the things that Shapeshift does. So it's it, they've transitioned. I, I don't know if it's complete 100%, but they're like, you know, almost there yeah, to yeah. have gotten rid of the old it, artifice of, it's of corporation. It's interesting. I, I, I don't know if it can completely, you know, at this point replace a traditional corporation, but I certainly, or at least not every corporation, but no, I certainly think it's... Not the ones that need a physical yeah, manufacturing I, plant. I, right, exactly. Right? Like, how do you, yeah. how do you make that work? Right. There's more coming up. Uh, it's mostly because of the legal system that we have that problem. Yeah, that's true. There's more on the way here. You can share your thoughts. Hour number three is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number here is 603-283-6160. Will New Hampshire rise to the top as far as the best states, as far as the list of the best states to uh, run a cryptocurrency-related business? It's definitely in the top uh, echelon. I don't know how you rank these things exactly, but I think most people in the crypto world think Wyoming is, uh, is the best at the moment and that's because they've passed a sort of a suite of legislation that do Sweet. things that do things like authorize bankers to hold cryptocurrency that's one of the reasons why banks won't hold cryptocurrencies because they are deathly afraid of having yeah. the gover- government it's, punish them for doing yeah. so. I, I think I think one of the mm. things people have to understand about you know some of this stuff that they're 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 talking about is it's effectively illegal for somebody to hold somebody else's money for them. 
um, or or maybe or it may be something like multiple different other people's money. So like you can't unless just, authorized by the state. You mean right? Unless you like get a banking charter from the state mm-hmm. or something like that, you can't you can't just be like, oh hey, give me you know I can't hold your money in and, and nobody's no. money and somebody else's money and put it into my bank account. Yeah, we actually um, that's had a, a crime. Right, we actually had a, a host of the show years ago. His name was Wayne. And he knew a dude who tried this, like out in California, opened up what was called a warehouse bank, and they raided his ass over that. So even though he, even though people were voluntarily using his services, he had like a really nice safe or something like that, and uh, you know was willing to take deposits from people uh, that uh, they came in and they stole all of his stuff. Yeah, I I, I don't know. And and the, the interesting thing is. Um, there there may be ways to legally do it, except that you can't be it, it's got to be like a safe system. So each person has to have their own safe deposit box mm. kind of, and then it potentially becomes legal. But that doesn't necessarily mean the government, the feds won't raid you over it. Yeah. Right? Did you hear about that happening to the deposit box place out in where the hell? Uh, in California, yeah, Hollywood. California, yeah, right? Yeah. I believe it was Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. They were doing exactly that. Exactly that. that. And where customers were the only ones that had access yeah. to it and they didn't even know necessarily what was in there. But they went in. They the feds took everything. Yeah. And the lawyers, are, the lawyers are saying that the feds were on in the wrong on it. And sure, yet they did but it you anyway. got to fight them. And the judge even said that you can't um i forget what the judge said exactly but it was like the judge said you, when you raid you can't touch the assets like in the safe deposit box you can take the safe de- the, the, the the structure oh really but you can't like yeah take what's in the well, safe what are they gonna boxes. do take the box and leave everything else sitting on the I, street I, i'm not quite <laughs> sure however they did open the boxes and, took and inventoried it yeah. all so yeah. they violated and the judge was i think angry about the fact that they violated the his order yeah but did he order him to give everything back well it, it not yet right <laughs> they're not obeying the judge's order and right. i don't know you know and, and the problem is it's like well what does the judge you know what can the judge do when the government violates it you know the judge's order and and theory i guess the judge can uh you know throw a government agent in in a cage yeah but, how often does that happen but that would be fun to watch what what does the government <laughs> do the government will then respond in appeal to a sure. higher court judge That's right and then you know what's the chance of that judge agreeing and it's it's yeah it's it's a mess the whole system is a mess yeah it's awful mm-hmm. yeah i had that story weeks and weeks ago and it was one of the myriad of stories we just never really got into but yeah that happened and you know even if those people end up getting their stuff back how many years is it going to take yep. yeah you know yep maybe you needed what was in that box for some reason well now it's in the federal well, government's possession it's interesting because a lot of those people it was their life savings yeah. or it was, you know, um, their inheritance or it right. was, you know, the money that they needed to pay rent even in some cases. Whatever it was. So there were people who actually like got kicked out on the street as a result of wow. their money being stolen, um, you know, from, you know, from by the feds. Because the feds were trying to protect them <laughs> from drug dealers or something. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, I mean, basically that was their argument was mm-hmm. well. Some of these people were committing crimes. The problem is that when they were uh, they were actually like confronted with that in court, they couldn't actually explain what crimes were committed or who it was for the individual people's whose stuff that they they stole wow. and violated the. Um, you know the, the the judge's decision over so oh, it, it's wow. it's pretty crazy the, the stuff that they do so we've been talking about this story here uh from new hampshire about a commission 
studying cryptocurrency. And, you know, there's not really a whole lot of news here, but yet we've managed not to really. talk about various different aspects of this for a, mo- mo- much I, of an hour. Honestly, I think we pretty much covered what, what, what it was in, in this spill. Yeah, I mean, essentially, or, the, the governor is saying, and he's trying to win points, right? Like, he's trying to win yeah. brownie points here. Oh, I'm being friendly with the crypto business, and look at what I'm doing. And Try like, to forget about the masks and right. the people I had arrested at my house. And the mandates <laughs> and the crackdowns. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to keep an eye on this. You better believe we're going to be attending these hearings. I've already asked uh, Keith Ammon, who is, again, one of the free stater, uh, crypto-friendly free stater state reps, who, by the way, was appointed already to this committee. Oh, nice. So Keith Ammon is on Good. this committee. Uh, and it'll be also it'll be interesting to see who else they appoint to this because the the makeup of it is different than the last one. Okay. So this one is going to have uh, more like members of the public, quote unquote, the average people are going to be in on this. Like presumably people that know about crypto, not mm. just like Joe Blow on the street. Yeah, but, I mean, it, I felt like we had a really good uh, makeup as far as the c- committee last time. Well, but last time there was only one person who was a just a normal not bureaucrat not politician and that was mm-hmm. jeremy kaufman the founder of library and odyssey now we talk a lot about odyssey here on free talk live that's where we do streaming video every night where we have never been censored and will likely never be censored uh and library itself which is what odyssey was built on originally library is a protocol not a platform library is a media sharing blockchain based media sharing protocol and we've been posting our video archives on on library for years now uh so you can go to video.freetalklive.com that takes you over to our odyssey channel anyway it was jeremy kaufman who was the one person that was on that committee or that commission before but now they're going to be able to have i think as many as six so this is going to be a larger commission uh than than it was previously so it'll be interesting to see who gets chosen for this yeah, and it'll be, uh, definitely be interesting to see how it goes yeah, and what it what it you know what the makeup of it ends up looking like so we'll, we'll keep you in the loop as that develops but in related news did you guys hear this New York City mayor, the new guy, the guy that just took office in January, talk about how he loves cryptocurrency? I, I did. Um, and it, there's been a, a bunch of them. I think one is in Florida, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, no, Miami. Yeah. yeah. And there might be another one somewhere out there, There's too. a few I just, of them. I, there's, yeah. yeah. There's definitely like three or four of them. So this guy made some headlines while he was running for mayor. So he's brand new, just just came in in, in January, and he made headlines because he claims he's into Bitcoin. He wants to get paid in Bitcoin. I guess he said he was getting his first few paychecks. He would get them in Bitcoin or something like that. And he made a statement about how he wants New York City to be the best Bitcoin city, to be the most attractive to Bitcoin businesses, and blah, Better blah, blah. get blah. rid of the bit license. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there is that. And unfortunately, that's at the state level, so he can't get rid of it. Right. Um, but yeah, that's a major factor, and that's going to keep businesses out of New York City. But here's another one. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, according to the New York Post, wants to make the Big Apple a center of cryptocurrency trading, but he now says he's siding with environmentalists who oppose the energy-intensive <laughs> process of mining oh, the digital currencies. Wow. Quote, I support cryptocurrency. Not crypto mining, he said. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think this guy understands what cryptocurrency is. No. Um, yeah. Although there are definitely cryptocurrencies that don't use the same kind this of is mining true. and true. are not as energy intensive. This is true. Things like Proof of Stellar. Stake, yeah. yeah. 
Um, proof of stake versus proof of work. Yeah, the, basically they use some uh, some variant of the uh, uh, different right. different solutions right. to the Byzantine general we'll, problem. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he actually understood the difference between proof of work and proof of stake, and it isn't that he was he was uh, leading us on by making us think that he was talking about pandering uh, stable us. coins. No, I was thinking he was th- talking about stable coins. He supports stable coins, not cryptocurrencies. Is what he's basically saying, but not really no, understanding. No, he, he he was talking about uh, Bitcoin before, like in crypto. Right, but now he's general. saying he doesn't support Bitcoin. Correct, yeah, right. because you cannot support so, Bitcoin so, and be against right. the mining so of it. I, I'm thinking. I'm, I was thinking that that what he meant then by that is he only supports stable coins. But then I, I was completely forgetting about the the fact that there's stable. Yeah, you know, well, there's and these there's are politicians. I mean, Biden says he wants low gas prices, but he also wants to outlaw drilling for gas, which is pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, and Biden, yeah. Uh, just listening to Biden an idiot. ramble about inflation is just so hard to handle. <laughs> oh, uh, God. There's more coming up here in moments. You Inflation's can share your good thoughts. for us, Ian. <laughs> this is free. To- it's good for the government. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You're invited if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. And for the first time, you can get it on a centralized exchange called xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. All you need is an email address to sign up and you can keep your privacy intact. You can deposit dozens of different cryptos, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world we are talking a little bit about cryptocurrency here specifically a uh, a fairly mainstream hypocrite when it comes to crypto and that is the new york city mayor eric adams just took office in january and while he was campaigning he pledged to accept his first three paychecks in bitcoin and ethereum however how is he going to do that does he have the authority once elected to just like issue whatever he wants? Excellent question. Because well, he couldn't issue it. The city would have to buy it from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then unless they confiscated some or something yeah, from maybe. a drug dealer or whatever. I, I just maybe. it seems like or it sounds some like innocent. It yeah. sounds like a fraudulent promise that he he probably doesn't have the power to actually do once he gets elected. Yeah, I don't know how that's panned out, right? Because presumably he's gotten a paycheck by now. I've not been paying close yeah, attention like to what's even, been going on with even him. Even if but... he can eventually get a paycheck in you know, crypto, which maybe he can, it's going to take some amount of time probably to make that happen. Maybe. Um, I mean, let's presume he got it. Whatever. Okay, so he got his paycheck and he said he was willing to take his first three paychecks. That's not a real big commitment. No, it's right? not. That was uh, the other thing I thought was pretty funny. Like, mm-hmm. why would you just take three if you really are into cryptocurrency right. and you can get the city to actually pay you in it? Why wouldn't you want every single paycheck to it's be a in Bitcoin? publicity stunt is all it is. That's what it was, because then he changed his tune after what happened? 
environmentalists criticized him for not taking a more forceful stand against the mining process, which green activists say will expedite the negative effects of climate change due to the sheer amount of energy required to create the digital coins. Banksy is way more energy than uh, I mean, this yep, is, they sure do. This is Crypto such a ridiculous argument because, again, I, I've said this so many times. Most of what you're generating is based on waste electricity. It's stuff that's already being generated. It's just not being utilized. And it's usually the efficient, like the most efficient, uh, cheapest stuff you can get, which is like hydropower, right? So it's not like the wheels stop spinning on those generators, uh, you know, just because, you know, you know, in the midnight or whatever, Right. right? The industry during the day, you know, uses that electricity, but at night it's not using the electricity, but those wheels don't stop generating it. So and indeed, guess what? Hamsters keep running, and (laughs) guess what? The controversy is about. It's about a power plant in New York State, in upstate, actually in the Finger Lakes region, where we've got a a radio station that a couple radio stations that air the show. So apparently, this gas-powered plant is using the. What is probably their extra power? Waste. Yep, because because to, the, they leak that a lot of these um a lot of these wells leak, and I've heard of other is this is this one of those situations where it's they're using basically the leakage from the well to generate the power? Well, I don't know all the details, but the uh, Seneca Lake, which is the largest of the Finger Lakes, it's got a power plant called Lo- or uh, Green Ridge Generation that is uh, got a crypto mining operation. They claim is carbon neutral, whatever that means. Uh, but the, the Seneca Lake Guardian, an environmental nonprofit, is uh, praising the New York City mayor for coming out against cryptocurrency mining saying, quote, they're they're relieved to see that Mayor Adams has heard us and understands the major threats that Bitcoin mining poses to the New York state. You know, it makes me wonder, is the mayor going to show how serious he is now by doing raids on Bitcoin miners in the city limits? Because, I mean, if he's really serious about saving the environment, he needs to start putting people behind bars. That assumes that, I mean, I presume that assumes that it's illegal, but it's not illegal last time I checked. it's not. That doesn't necessarily stop them from arresting people. That's true. It really doesn't. Quote, Bitcoin mining could cost New Yorkers millions of dollars in energy bills. How's that exactly? Mm, Doubtful. Sounds like... I mean, it sounds like they're they're arguing that it's going to increase the demand for electricity, which is going to increase the prices, which is then thus going to cause more. But the problem with that argument is that, again, it only is it only makes sense. You only make money off of mining crypto if the price is low enough. So you're Mm -hmm. not going to you're not going to cause it to go up beyond what would be profitable. And because there's other people mining it for less, it means that any place that has price that doesn't have a surplus supply it's not going to make sense to mine that's one thing that you can uh say is for sure about these environmentalists is they don't understand the economy they don't understand no, uh, the market and mm. they just understand fear and political power right and linear extrapolation so <laughs> green ridge generation uh, insists their plan is carbon neutral and not having a major impact on the environment the ceo said recently that quote the claim that green ridge is fully permitted operation would have any impact on the quality and viability of seneca lake is beyond absurd and uh anyway they just you know, go on into some general if, statements if I, about mining. if i recall this is the i think this is the power plant that was shut down uh because it basically there wasn't enough demand for electricity and then they started it back up again uh, I don't know. I, I think it's this. Wow. I think that's the one they're talking about here. Um, but basically, which what's ridiculous is if it was if it was environmentally harmful 
uh, if it's har- environmentally harmful now, when they're generating crypto with it, it's it would have been environmentally harmful previously too. When anyone was right, taking they, their power, right? But right. nobody was using it, so they shut it down. And it, if that's true, you don't know for sure, right? I, I, again, like I said, I'm not 100 percent sure if this is the same the same power plant because there was another story out of New York uh, where they were co- concerned about. Um, I think it had to do with something about the heat and the lake levels going up. That's um, one of the claims from the environmentalists yeah, here is that it's going to yeah. heat the lake up. Yeah, which which kind of makes sense, but at the same time, if that was the case, why did they build the power plant there in the first place? You know, and and operate it for all those years prior to it shutting down. Like, uh. frustrating. Yeah. So anyway, that's just a pretty entertaining story where this guy is saying he's still for crypto, just not against, uh, or he's against the mining of cryptocurrency. So yeah, mm. it's ridiculous. Uh, the number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. If you want to join us in other related news, you are going to be seeing a lot of crypto ads. If you watch the Super Bowl this year, now I don't know if any of the three of us uh, regularly watch What's the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl? Sports ball? No, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't notice that. The big game, as they call it in uh, advertising. Now is this soccer? No. Is it You're pretending, right? Are you really are you pretending? Football. I get confused. <laughs> I think there's like one that's like the worldwide thing and like all sorts of sports get together. And then there's another You're thinking one. You're of the Olympics. The Olympics, yes. That's happening now too. Oh, okay. So the Olympics so is actually. So which one is this? And they've got, oh, the athletes <laughs> are yeah. getting quarantined in horrible conditions. In the, China? Uh, is it in China in this China, time? In China, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. God, who would set foot in China for any reason? I, I can't imagine it. Yeah, Just good question. Nothing could nothing could motivate me to go to China. Not even a gold medal? Not even a gold medal. <laughs> I got other people going to China for me. I don't need to go. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> just in case, for those of you out there who are like Chris and you don't know what we're talking about, yeah. the Super Bowl is the NFL's championship game, and that is the National Football League. It's the United States. Uh, uh, I'm so confused. Big, soccer, big game. football? No, it's not soccer. Soccer, football? This is American football. The pigs. I don't know the difference. He's playing, right? <laughs> they skin the cop? There's more coming up here in a moment. 603-283. Now, people would pay for that one. 6160. Live phones open. You can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. So you can bring up anything you want here. We just kind of been off on a side tangent of some crypto related stories. I was mentioning that the Super Bowl is going to have a bunch of cryptocurrency advertisements for like the first time, and it's more than one company. So all of a sudden, and you know, people pay attention to. Uh, you don't, Chris. Obviously, pay attention to the Super Bowl. I don't really pay attention. I don't even know who's playing, but I know the the event exists, and I know about when it happens. It's usually like the first couple weeks of February, the last week in January, usually somewhere in that uh, that range. So I'm guessing it's coming up Sunday, but I I don't know 100. Uh, percent But one of the things that people actually pay a lot of attention to during the Super Bowl isn't so much the game itself, but the advertisements that happen during the Super Bowl. And the reason is because, well, they're some of the better ones uh, that are produced because there's a ton of people watching the Super Bowl. It's one of the most watched events. Is this the one where they spend like millions of dollars on per ads? second like or per, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, this is the one. I've heard of this. Yeah, uh, these are because you're hitting you're hitting a huge audience 
of people. This is like the most watched television event of the year, probably of the planet, but certainly inside the United States. It's very, very highly watched. And so it is the most expensive advertising you can buy on television. Uh, for uh, And now apparently cryptocurrency companies like Crypto.com and a couple of exchanges, FTX and Coinbase, are booking commercial time during the most watched media event of the year. This according to Protocol.com. Oh, and here's who's playing. The Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals will be playing at SoFi Stadium which is another player in crypto buying, and the point-of-sale systems at the venue are run by Square, whose parent company renamed itself Block to emphasize its push into Bitcoin. But you won't get any relief after the Super Bowl ends either. Crypto's advertising push is just getting started. There have been safe moon billboards in Times Square, Bitcoin ads on Hong Kong trams, and even crypto promos inside of fortune cookies. It's just going hmm. to grow as crypto exchanges make a grab for mainstream customers. You know, I remember Dash having an ad on a plane. JetBlue. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. But I haven't seen anything uh, super recently. Um, I think there was a Wendy's had some advertising like on screen in a Wendy's at one point that I hmm. saw. But I haven't really you seen You mean too a crypto other... company had a, a, an ad yeah, in a like Wendy's? Wendy's was advertising the price of Bitcoin or I don't know, something huh. like that, right? Um, in like weird. on their Wendy's channel or something, it it was it was kind of weird, but um, yeah. So um, but I haven't really seen too much other advertising since then. Well, you not, also don't you know yeah. get out into the advertising world, and and neither do nah, I. I don't watch not. television. I mean, but every now and then we hear about right, things. absolutely. And we did hear about the Crypto.com ads. We actually discussed them. We played it on the air uh, a few weeks ago, where Matt Damon. Uh, is walking through this sort of computer-generated uh, set, and as he's walking through, there's like astronauts. Oh yeah, I saw and that. There's you know like a somebody on a big ship, like a you know um, one of the discovering kind of ships from back in the day. And yep. Like all these sort of epic things that have happened in history, and he you know says fortune favors the brave, and it's an advertisement for a crypto exchange yeah, called sure, Crypto.com, sure. and uh, it's, it, the the ad got ripped up in the mainstream media. There were people that were really critical of it. I thought it was cool. Like you know I thought oh okay hey Matt Damon he's a name they hired this guy and turns out matt damon's actually into crypto uh, apparently and i'm not going to say that buying cryptocurrency is on the level of walking on the moon necessarily but you know it it's can make a ad, difference people yeah. i mean like seriously <laughs> well i guess uh, elon musk is holding a lot of uh cryptocurrency so buying uh buying cryptocurrency might let might lead to people walking on the moon could be and it, and it certainly <laughs> can be a life-changing event it can be something yeah. that could lead to you becoming I mean, more wealthy in the future. It, I mean, oh, this absolutely. is kind of an interesting one. I mean, it's. I, I think it may have. I don't want to say it was done. It's a, I don't think it was done in poor taste so much, but I don't necessarily know that I thought it was the greatest ad ever. Um, but I definitely think that what the messaging was was like that this is revolutionary. That messaging I thought mm-hmm. was spot on. Um, yeah, right. So. And that's what a lot of people were criticizing about it, but a lot of people still don't understand crypto. Right. So, of course, they're going to criticize the thing they don't understand. Now, the Super Bowl takeover is drawing comparisons to the year 2000's dot-com bowl, when a fifth of the ad space during the game then went to internet startups. 
a lot of those companies went bust, of course, as uh, many have pointed out. That said, the Super Bowl is, quote, the single most efficient media buy on the planet. The number of impressions delivered in that period of time is unmatched by any other standard and by any other media opportunity out there. That's hard to believe. Like that, that the that these very expensive ads are the most efficient of all of I mean, all it's, advertising. It's, it's probably I mean, how many of these people are sober and wearing shirts, though. Great question. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably got something to do with the price point. I mean, the, it's like bulk advertising, right? Like you're getting a bulk rate, effectively. Right, you're getting a um, completely scatter shot across yeah. no demographic, you know, no specific demographics. Yeah. I mean, you're just getting whoever's watching. Well, sports the Super fans, Bowl. but everybody but us. A lot of people. <laughs> Watch. True. A, a lot of people watch the Super Bowl who aren't sports fans. That's true, too. Uh, Super Bowl ads are famously expensive, going up to $7 million for a 30-second slot this year because of their reach. It's not a surprise that they are sold out. Last year's ads generated over $6.3 billion impressions, $26 million online views, and $64 billion social impressions. And uh, let me skip, uh, skip down here a little bit. So they're talking about the different brands that are going to be advertising. Uh, Gemini, FTX, Crypto.com, Binance, apparently. So several of these major players in the cryptocurrency uh, exchange sphere are going to be weighing in here. Binance is mocking its rivals with a celebrity ad campaign that attacks celebrity ad campaigns. Basketball player Jimmy Butler and musician Jay Balvin tell viewers to do their own research. But it's not just TV ads. Crypto.com has now scored the naming rights to LA's what was formerly known as the Staples Center. Staples is out, and Hmm. Crypto.com is now in. So it's now the Crypto.com Center in Los Angeles, uh, which costs them $700 million for that sponsorship. Uh, Crypto Exchange FTX inked a $135 million and $17.5 million deals for the naming rights to the Miami Heats Arena and the field at California Memorial Stadium, while other crypto firms are also partnering with sports leagues in sponsorship deals. So we're really in an interesting place right now, right? Where, you know, several years ago, like you said, Dash was the only organization doing this. And by the way, Dash is a decentralized autonomous organization, and they are the first decentralized autonomous organization and they're a successful one because they still exist but they were doing advertising on like i think they had like a race car or they had a like a racing jet or something like that at one point they had the Mm -hmm. jet blue uh ads that ran like as you were taking off they would play on the the back seats i feel like i saw that at one point I know Matt, uh, my roommate, had seen it. He called me once. He's like, "Dude, I just saw a Dash yeah, advertisement." I, I, I've I hmm. regularly I forget where, but one of the destinations I go every year, um, or while well, I was before COVID, um, was I always fly JetBlue, so it probably was you saw it then. Yeah, yeah I probably saw it. Uh, and those are interesting. Like that's yeah. a cool advertising campaign. You're getting in front of an individual's eyes. They are captive audience. Whereas during the Super Bowl, it's like. How many people are paying attention during the ads? They're taking a break. They're in the bathroom. They're getting some chips or whatever. So, you know, you're not getting all 6 million or 60 million or however many viewers uh, that there are. They're vomiting. Are you sure about that? I feel like I feel like the most of these these people are watching these ads. Because a lot of people so, like to watch the ads. That's yeah, true. they're and, very entertaining. And I feel like people watch the ads who didn't watch the Super Bowl. Too. There are those people too. Yeah, so, that's true. But I don't know what these numbers are actually statistically. But it's interesting that we're in this place now where cryptocurrency is so big that a lot of these companies are now figuring. All right, we're just going to advertise to everyone. 
we're going to advertise to sports fans. We're going to advertise to people who are drunk. We're going to advertise to... We've got so much money. We've got $700 million extra. Let's yeah. buy an entire sports stadium sponsorship for you know five years or however many yeah, years I, that gets you. I, I just wish that there would be more promotion to businesses to accept cryptocurrencies. Because um, I think that's well, really where, where it's First, you've got to get people to, to believe in and to buy into and to want. Because why is a business going to accept something that no one's asking them to yeah, accept? Yeah, that's true. So yeah. there's that. And the other thing is, if business owners want crypto, Crypto. Well, the easiest should. way to get it <laughs> is, is to accept, to it. accept it. So yeah, make them maybe. want it More and they'll up. accept it. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. 6160. And we're going to get into the, the story that I actually wanted to start the show with here tonight about the latest from the Freedom Convoy up in, uh, in Ottawa, where the Ontario government goons, specifically a man named Doug Ford, and you may recognize that name because he is the brother of of the crack-smoking, now-deceased mayor of Toronto, Rob oh. Ford. You remember wow. that story? Yeah, I remember that guy. Well, guess what? His brother's an a-hole, too, and he's also a politician. Yeah. In fact, he's the premier of the uh, Ontario province. So we'll talk about that a little bit here, but also I do want to make sure uh, that you know about Give Directly. We're doing a fundraiser for uh, some very, very poor people in extreme poverty in Bamet and Kalifi counties in Kenya. You can contribute over at give.freetalklive.com. They give directly. It's organizations called Give Directly. They give directly to people in need, and they find that that actually helps them uh, by allowing them to make their own decisions, helps them get employment, nutrition, health, and education into their lives. And if you prefer the idea of people choosing for themselves how to spend their money, then we're going to back you up by uh, doubling your donation, matching your donations over at give.freetalklive.com, up to a total of $30,000. That's give.freetalklive.com. Thank you in advance, and thank you to everybody who has contributed thus far to that fundraiser so the the truckers are still there they're still throwing parties in the streets they're still dancing going on there's still a lot of fun being had but boy the government gang they are making a big deal out of this and they are threatening and they're getting violent and they're arresting people and they're going to take this thing to the next level so even though even though the very same politician that we're about to i'm about to play audio from doug ford on the very same day, announced that he's planning to remove the vaccine passport system, planning to, quote unquote, go back to normal, according to a secretly recorded phone call with this guy. So on one hand, he's going to remove the restrictions, supposedly. But on the other hand, here's what he had to say. Today, I'm using my authority as Premier of Ontario to declare a state of emergency in our province. And I will convene cabinet to use legal authorities to urgently enact orders that will make crystal clear it is illegal and punishable to block and impede the movement of goods, people, and services along critical infrastructure. This will include protecting international border crossings, 400 series highways, airports, ports, Bridges and railways. Just curious, 
Does Canada not have disorderly conduct statutes? I, I'm pretty sure that even if they don't have disorderly conduct statutes, they have a law that would. Like, I think make they just it, call it mischief. Make it mm-hmm. uh, illegal to interfere with like the regular course of traffic, right? Like you can't just stop your car on the major highway, even in Canada. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. That's the yeah. definition of disorderly conduct. So, like, why? They don't. Why does he need a state of emergency to do these things? I mean, these are these are things that have been prohibited in Western I mean, it, systems forever. It's probably because he's trying to ramp up the like power. You know, he he wants more power. Oh um, yeah, that's for sure. That's that's probably what it comes down to. I mean, it's probably not, and he probably in kind of effectively doesn't have that power because it will look bad if he does do something. So like, he's just kind of like. I don't know, trying to scare people into going going away or leaving or something. That could be, and maybe he's hoping to try to you know play this from both ends, right? On one hand, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna get rid of the vaccine passports. On the other hand, okay, we're coming down with a crackdown, so y'all leave now. Yeah, maybe that's mm-hmm. what he's doing. Anyway, it's uh, definitely tyranny. We're gonna go on. It will also include protecting the safe and essential movement of ambulatory and medical services. <laughs> Who have not been prohibited from moving around, yeah. by the way. I mean, there's there's open lanes. Every image, every video I've seen from these protests with the, the truckers occupying lanes of the streets, there's always one open lane. Yep. Yeah, they actually, uh, the truckers were fully cooperative and the protesters were fully cooperative of ensuring that ambulances could get from one place to another. Right. Um, it, this is, this. I mean, what they were trying to suggest is so ridiculous. This is not... <laughs> This is not what they're making it out to be. Public transit, municipal and provincial roadways, as well as pedestrian walkways. Fines for noncompliance will be severe, with a maximum penalty of $100,000 and up to a year imprisonment. Wow. We will also provide additional authority to consider taking away the personal and commercial licenses of anyone who doesn't comply with these orders. I mean, this sounds like he's justifying, uh, you know, people taking up arms against the government. You know, um, mm. when you start taking away people's livelihoods or throwing them in a cage for a year, that's that goes beyond, you know, peaceful, you know, assembly. I mean, that, that's a point in which you probably should be taking up arms. Um, I'm not advocating well, for yeah, it. Don't, I just want to be clear. I'm not advocating yeah. for it, but I'm just saying, like, there is a point in which you can't continue to go along. People are going to break if you push. Right? If you push them too right. far, people are going to snap. Um, although, as, as you say, violence is not the solution. That's Definitely what the not. government does. But, but, the, pro- they but, do but violence. the whole point that I'm making is that the government is pushing people to act violent. They do. They do and they're that. not acting. Well, they want like that. Right? They want that. They want you right, to get they violent. want to be able to justify their own violence. Correct. And then it'll just, oh, well, look, see, these truckers are, are violent. Now we need to really crack down. Or they've already right? been saying they're violent. But that, yeah. ha- that actually hasn't happened. Right, I know. Right. That's the whole point. Yeah, there's been zero violence at these rallies except that which the police have brought. Correct. Mm. This will not impede the rights of Ontarians to peacefully protest. It will provide additional tools to help stop the illegal occupation of Ottawa and the <laughs> Ambassador Bridge in Windsor. Well, these emergency orders will be temporary. We have every intention to bring new legislation forward. Just two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, right. (laughs) Mm. Uh, So, yeah, $100,000, up to $100,000 fine for what exactly? Hanging out in downtown Ottawa and... (laughs) 
you know, being in a truck or something. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how Carrying they... Carrying bottles of water, yeah. effectively, because that's what they've already... Gasoline yeah, cans. Yeah, gasoline cans. But people have been putting water in them because of the absurdity of, you know, people being arrested for it. I wonder if they're going to end up charging people for just having water in those bottles simply for, you know, like, essentially forcing the police to, uh, you know, question them and to harass them and, and waste their time. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of interesting. I, I suspect they probably are arresting people for with water in it, and that's something that you know they'll you know that'll be something for the the courts, the courts to, work to out figure later, out, right? And it doesn't even matter because honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter whether there is or is not. They just need the excuse because what mm-hmm. they're trying to do is they're cause, trying just to take cause people disruption, off the right? They're trying to take people off the street, and that's just their excuse for doing so. Because even if there is gas in it, right, is that actually a crime? And it I, I'm highly doubting that it's actually a crime under Canadian law. I mean, right. think about it. People need to put gas in the containers for lawnmowers if, or sure. if their car runs out of gas down the road. Yeah, you until know? they're I actually mean, pouring the gas into the trucker's tank, then, you know, and even right. then, how is that a crime? Right, exactly, exactly. Mm. It's it's probably not. So that's why um, it's just, it's just, it's just You're saying excuse. this whole thing is legally sus- suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, we're going to see what happens here. We'll def- we're definitely going to keep an eye on this situation. Again, tomorrow will be the official two-week mark, although many of the drivers started on Friday two weeks ago. So I, I tend to count Friday as the uh, the two-week marker here. So we're entering into the third week now of this uh, this protest. And the government has been ramping up their violence and ramping up the enforcement. They've been taking people's firewood. They've been taking has, gasoline. They've been prohibiting people from putting up bouncy houses. Has anybody... They've been taken to bouncy houses they prohibited some dudes from uh, putting the bouncy house up today yeah we said there was a video i saw of that. i believe it good god I, I am curious as to whether or not how can you take a man's bouncy house that's <laughs> that's low uh I, low. i'm very curious as to whether or not this protest has actually grown as a reaction to their government's actions as opposed to because i yeah, if i question. was in canada i would absolutely go be going up there up there right and and, and partaking in this especially if i know, could get there i'd be there even, now you know <laughs> even if yeah some of us can't go to canada yes that was prior to i believe ian you uh the raid correct oh yeah yeah no nobody and i can't go in because we've got criminal convictions <laughs> nobody <laughs> sold some weed at some point and I stood in front of a police car, which you also did, nobody. And, yeah, uh, I did that you know, too. They, they don't like it when you do that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hope there's more people, you know, getting on board now, you know, especially now, you know, uh, even if you didn't early on, um, yeah, come on out. It's the weekend. It's a perfect opportunity yeah. to, to head up to, uh, the capital there in Canada and show your support for the drivers who are still sticking it out, Absolutely. heroically sticking it out up there. Maybe we can get some truckers to come chill down at the New Hampshire border crossing. We could go. Oh, there's already talks. Go there so I think there's already talks about that. <laughs> well, hopefully tomorrow night we are going to have Reed Coverdale, who is a libertarian, uh, truck driver who hosts his own podcast. We'll talk to him and see what's going on in the USA Freedom Convoy uh, tomorrow night, hopefully right at the beginning of the show. See you then. Sounds good.